Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. Hey, Happy Tanners. Welcome to episode 26 of the Happy Tans podcast with Katie Quinn from Kona Tanning Company. She is obviously one of the most renowned contouring spray tan artists, uh, airbrush tanning artists in the world. She's well known for her courses and all the training and things that she offers to the community. We will link up to that in the show notes as she has uh, in-person classes, digital classes, and things you can uh, download, read, watch videos, etc. So I'll make sure to link up to those. She, she shares some great information uh, in the in the interview, including kind of keeping uh, something that was really fun to listen to was talking about her why and why she you know stepped out on her own because she wanted to be able to spend time with her family and do stuff um, on her own time, which is really important. So she stuck to that uh, and kept that in mind as her business grew and she went through all the ups and downs because she knew where she wanted to end up. So that's really important uh, for you to do in your business to have a why. Why did you start the business and kind of keep that as the underlying thing. Or as we said in the interview, kind of the North Star that you keep aiming towards and get to. Uh, thanks, Katie, so much for spending time. I know it was a, a Sunday evening. So thank you so much for spending time to record this podcast with us. As always, the, the podcast is brought to you by HappyTans.com. Go check us out at www.HappyTans.com. If you have any questions uh, or feedback for me, feel free to reach out. You can reach me directly at Grant at HappyTans.com. Thank you very much and happy tanning. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Katie Quinn from Kona Tanning Company. How are you doing today, Katie? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your wonderful Sunday to, to spend with us. <laughs> of course. Of course. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've only heard good things about you. This is the first time we've met. Obviously, we talked Aww. a little bit. We talked a little bit beforehand, but uh, I've, I've only heard good things about you and, and everything you give back to the community and provide us with. So thank you for, for all you do. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I've heard the same about you uh, and everything you. that you've been giving back. <laughs> this is huge that you're doing this and, you know, connecting all the artists. I mean, it's such a great community and we all need to stick together, you know? Yes. I've, I've been a huge component of the, uh, you know, proponent of community and, and helping each other, not, not trying to bring each other down. So yeah, thank yes. you for saying that. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, well, I want to open the floor for a second and kind of let you introduce yourself or if anyone hasn't heard of you, at least you can kind of tell a little bit about your background and, and your business and whatnot. So I'll open the floor for you and uh, feel free to, to introduce yourself. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Katie Quinn. I started Kona Tanning Company in 2005. I've had four locations in Orange County and L.A., uh, but never more than two at once. Um, as far as the salon goes, I recently made the decision to start a family. I knew that running a salon would take a lot of time away from raising my son myself, which has always been my biggest goal in all of this. So um, I kind of put the word out that my salon was for sale. One of my trainees actually decided to take it over. So I was able to leave it in very good hands. And now I stay busy focusing on my private clients. I support other artists and salons, you know, growing in the industry. And uh, I also have a product line, Kona Tanning Company, um, which has a pretty loyal following. So we never let that go. And, uh, you know, still put out consumer-level products. So... 
I work on that in my free time and kind of do the mom thing. Very cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, that's kind of everybody's dream and something, you know, I've talked a lot to a lot of people about is kind of focusing and, and figuring out what is success to you. And some people, it might be owning a chain of 30 salons. And for some people, it might be, you know, what yours was. I just want to offload these, uh, these locations and just spend time with my family. So that's awesome that you get to do that. Oh, well, thank you. I know I have, you know, a very short amount of time with him before I have to share him with school. So it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, I need to take advantage of this. I need to make these memories that I'm going to be, you know, looking back on and trying to relive and, right. you know, just really appreciate that I'm able to do this, especially in such, you know, Orange County is such an expensive area to live oh, in. Yeah, yeah definitely. Wow. Uh, Definitely. So, yeah. you, so you do uh, private clients. You have some products as well. So you, do you sell to other spray tan artists? You say yeah, yeah. Around the world, actually, we're uh, we're that we we're huge in Ireland. <laughs> we have a great uh, distributor out there, and they just they rock the tan out there. So that's somewhere cool. I'd really love to go visit and kind of you know yeah. <laughs> get a spray tan while I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Wow. And you also do some training, correct? I do. I do. I, um, I've kind of, uh, you know, I took some time off and now I'm kind of getting back into it as, um, my son's a little easier to leave with babysitters, you know, yeah. at first you're like, you know, you're afraid of, uh, you know, is he even breathing right now? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, um, as they start to get a little more, you know, a little more independent, you feel yeah. a little more comfortable leaving them with people. So Grammy has been very, very helpful. Um, I started doing a couple classes, you know, which are a lot of fun. They're mm -hmm. on contouring and yeah. just recently kind of brought back my, um, one-on-one -on -one training and kind of broke it down into different skill levels. Wow. So that's been a lot of fun too. That's great. Yeah. That's <laughs> great to, to see, you know, giving back, helping others. That's awesome. Actually, a previous guest, Michelle Walters came out and trained with you. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yes. I love Michelle. Yeah. We, we met in person, I think it was two weeks ago. She was driving through on her way down to, uh, to Auburn. So she stopped in and had dinner with my wife and I. So it was awesome. She's, we've, we've kept in touch, but she's really cool. And she loved your, I mean, she only raved about your, uh, your, your training. So. Oh, oh, yeah. thank you. You probably saw Michelle with her great makeup and her yeah. awesome cheekbones. Yeah. She, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wish she had done my makeup while she was here. Yeah, she's she's so good at it. She is. She's very good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And she was. she's already jumped in. I know I saw her as soon as she got back. She was already on the contouring and practicing, which is which is obviously paramount for ever taking that and actually, you know, doing something with it. You have to jump into it. Yeah, and it's actually, uh, once you get back from learning it, one really awesome way to, like, spread the word about it, even if you, you know, just learn it remotely, like, online or by book or whatever, is um, have a day where you invite, like, all your clients to come by and do free cheekbone contouring. Oh, they yeah. don't have to get undressed for it. They barely even need to wear a spray tan cap. And it's like, it just makes a world of difference. And, you know, it, it's, like, sure to guarantee that, They'll want their whole body done. So. Yeah, very cool. So, yeah. just just on that for a second, I don't know as much about the contouring side of things. So, I, I've seen obviously by photos and videos that you use an airbrush gun for that. Do you ever teach with uh, an HVLP or not at all? Um, no, I kind of played around with an HVLP when I first started, but mm -hmm. that was like, I mean, almost fifteen years ago. Sure. So I know they've come a long way, but the one that I was using 
it left like tiny little dots all over the body, which looked like mm-hmm. freckles, mm-hmm. which I already have, but it didn't quite like <laughs> blend them enough to make it look like a solid tan. Sure. Anyway, long story short, um, I always recommend as far as contouring goes, you use the HVLP for the base tan and then go through switch guns and use like an airbrush, you know, makeup artistry airbrush gun for the actual contouring and, and it makes it kind of look like it's a bigger deal to the client too. So it makes them feel more special oh, absolutely. and, you know, absolutely. adds more value. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Value. Like you can use that as, as one or two things, either an upsell service or even for VIPs or something like that. So that's cool to hear. I put out a random video. I had a, a wild hair the other night and recorded like an eight minute video of me talking about a value ladder for business. Like, like what is the, um, and I don't know if you've kind of heard of it, but it'll make sense. Like what is the, lowest price service that you can get somebody in the door for, and then how do you work them up the ladder, right? So the lowest one might be mm-hmm. a free tan or a complimentary tan or something like the complimentary cheekbone thing, and then guess what? From that little free session, you're going to get a, a spray tan, hopefully sell them on a package or products, and it just kind of goes up. So that's pretty cool. Oh, it cool, totally right? does. And, and you get that undying loyalty, yes. you know, that you know they'll never go anywhere else. And, <laughs> yeah, and then sure. they'll tell their friends. Sure. And they'll tell, you know, everybody. So, yeah. Yeah, it just it just builds for sure. So I was more I was more or less curious because I hear people that just use HVLP say they do some contouring as well. I, obviously, everybody's going to have a different kind of definition as to what contouring is, but I'm sure you can do a little bit with uh, HVLP. But I'm, I'm I imagine that the airbrush is a lot more uh, definite, like more defined. Yes, it's definitely more precise. And um, I actually I use the airbrush for my entire tan. And then um, kind of work in, you know, as far as the base tan, the initial application, I'll work in like a little contouring there. Okay. Because actually um, contouring can be highlighting as well. And little untanned areas of skin can actually look like highlights, mm. which work in your favor. So, you know, there's a lot you can do. I, I, I think there's more control with the airbrush. And like I said, I'm a little out of touch with HVLP right now. But I hear that you can adjust the sprays, you know, into the cone spray. which, um, you know, that's where you're going to get, you know, the best shapes and the best contours is with that cone spray. So, Yeah, the the um, HVLP is sometimes they're too powerful, though, to get that close. Unless, you you know, some people are really good with playing with the adjustments or the trigger, so they might be able to get it. But if you get full flow, it's pretty pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. I I hear you can kind of blow people away a little bit. So you got to be careful with that. For sure. For sure. Well, I don't want to stray too far off, but I I did want to bring that up. So thanks for sharing that uh, information. And we'll link in the show notes to all the, um, I know you have a variety of different websites and things like that. So we'll link to that so people can definitely reach out if they have questions or want to get into some contouring because you're the go-to person for that. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you. Thank sure. you. I definitely love it. You know, I hope I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, from everything That's I've a... heard, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. I think, honestly, I think it's been uh, just getting into that early was like the best thing that I could have possibly done Absolutely. for, you know, my business and everything. So if you haven't gotten into contouring, you know, it, do it immediately, if not sooner. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Great, great. So I want to touch on a couple of points uh, that everybody has as an entrepreneur in their business, uh, the highs and the lows that that you're probably used to now since you've been at this since 2005, you know, 12 years later, probably been a lot of those uh, ups and downs. But I just want to kind of touch on two points. One, obviously, the worst moment you've had so far in your business. And then secondly, the best moment that you've had. Um, and just kind of share that with us and, and take us to that point and, and, you know, let us know how that yeah. was for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, uh, 
I've had so many bad moments over the years and so many good ones, but you know, unfortunately the worst ones sometimes can stand out the most (laughs) and starting a business, you run into so many failures and you just have to, you know, keep your chin up, you know, move on and go on to the next one really. But I think the very worst moment was when, um, I actually just posted this on my Instagram recently and I got just a, an awesome, awesome feedback about it. Everybody's so supportive. I love this community. But um, worst moment was when I, I knew I had to throw in the towel on one of my stores. At, mm-hmm. It was when I had two stores and I had just blown a ton of money, you know, a ton of energy into decorating this little studio on Robertson Boulevard in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. a block from the Ivy. I was sure it would be a you know, huge success. It was like 2007 when spray tanning was just you know, new and blowing up and everybody wanted one. So we had an Orange County location and it was really, really busy. And it was just, you know, a lot of LA people were driving down to Orange County to tan with us. So it was natural to want to, you know, open a second store up there. And um, basically we just finished training artists for the team. We began telling our LA clients about the new location and the Hollywood writer's strike began. So a lot of our clients, they didn't know, you know, when they'd be back to work. They didn't, they didn't know if they'd ever really want to spray tan, you know, because they just didn't know. Everybody was scared. No one knew what was going on and, or how long it would last. And if that wasn't hard enough, the economy crashed right after that. Mm. So like, like our appointments dropped drastically. I had to cut staff at both of our locations. I ended up taking almost all of the appointments at both locations because I didn't want to start turning customers away, you know, because I was like, you know, well, if I turn them away, they'll go somewhere else and they'll never come back. And if we stay in business, you know, like, you know, they won't come to us, you know, they'll go to that other location that they've already, you know, gotten to know and love. And anyway, so I'd spend about three hours a day in traffic. Sometimes I'd drive to Beverly Hills just to see one client in the salon so I wouldn't lose their future appointments. I um, actually had been shopping for a third location in New York at the time, and I had to ditch those plans completely because it was just like, you know, no one knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And we were kind of just, you know, spent about a year just kind of wondering, like, should we hang on just a little longer? Like, is the end of the rider strike around the corner? Is the economy going to bounce back, you know? Or should we just close this location and call it a failure, you know? So, so like I said, after a year... We decided to just close the doors and walk away. And eventually the storm passed, but I learned it's never a good idea to overextend yourself in business. Yeah. You know, keep your costs low, stay in control, always make a profit. And ultimately having one location that I could just focus on and pour my heart and soul into, you know, while yeah. uh, still seeing my private clients, that's where I thrive. That's yeah. where I was the happiest and felt the most balanced you know what i mean yeah absolutely absolutely but yeah i mean i'm sure that you learned so much and it's true and we all read it it's 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 terrible to go through it anything that's bad and negative but obviously you'd learn so much more from those failures even than you do from the successes like you said that the bad moments stick out in your mind because i think you grow and learn so much from those so it's it's always interesting to to hear you know what's going on in people's business and what's the lowest point for them and um, you know, obviously it makes the, the better moments even better and it's, it obviously changed the course of your business, but it sounds like it was the right, ended up, ended up being the right thing for you. 
Yeah, it, it was definitely a blessing in disguise. But, um, yeah, you can't, you know, like they say, you can't have, you know, light without dark. And, yeah. you know, you can't appreciate the ups without having those downs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so absolutely. learned a lot. Definitely. <laughs> Lesson learned, moving on. Definitely. Well, from that moment, what what is the best moment that you'd like to share so far? Oh, my God. You know, I... Um, I, and I have a lot of good ones too, you know, don't get me wrong, but, sure. um, there's just one that I just, you know, and I've had other artists ask me this and it's just the one I always think of and something I'll never forget. I have an older friend, you know, this is a few years ago who, um, was taking care of her mother and her husband who were both sick for about 10 years and she would put everyone else first. And she like, she totally ignored her own health. She wouldn't like, you know, really go get any beauty treatments done. She just didn't have time. And she was just always needed at the house. And she started getting depressed. She felt like she had let herself go and that she was, she was starting to feel ugly. Mm. So, um, she, you know, unfortunately her mother did pass away and I made up some excuse to get her to come by for a free tan. Mm -hmm. I told her I was like testing out a new technique, you know, or something like that. And when, uh, when we were done tanning, I took her over to the full length mirror I had set up and she just started to cry and she like, she whispered into the mirror. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> She's like, Oh, there you are. I remember you. Oh, yeah. And Oh God, it just, every time it just, it just was like the best moment ever. Sure. And I'm just never going to forget it. I, I mean, it just felt so good to use something that I could do to make someone so happy when, you know, like she had done so much for everybody else and had totally ignored herself, you right. know, and, and like with spray tanning, you never really think that you can actually help people with it, you know, that it just makes them feel better and look better. But like this actually, you know, this actually picked her up from, you know, kind of a dark place and kind of just, it was just what she needed. And it's just, it's just, one of those things I'm just never for, never going to forget. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's to be a great feeling for you knowing that. And and I've heard there's obviously been some other stories that people have shared, and and sometimes it's something like that or somebody that's been sick or whatnot, and it just it does mean a lot to them. And and it can go, it, it can mean more than people probably know. Like it might look like it's just some surface level thing, but it's it goes much deeper than that, uh, and definitely yeah. can. So that's really a cool story. Yeah, yeah, and there's a there's actually this um, hair cutter that I well hairstylist that I follow on Instagram. I think his name's Mark Bustos, and uh, he goes like to um, like Skid Row, and he'll bring his cape and his scissors and find someone, anybody, just sitting out on the street, mm -hmm. and he'll take a before photo and give them a makeover, you know, trim their beard, give them a haircut, get them feeling awesome again and take an after photo and it's the most inspiring profile in the world. I think his hashtag is like be awesome to somebody. I mean, this guy is just great. That's awesome. And this isn't really something spray tanning. Isn't really something you, we can do that with, you know? Sure, <laughs> sure. So, um, you know, I really wish it was, but it's times like this, it's these little things, you know, that, um, you just have to remember that can happen in your salon and just, you know, it can mean so much to somebody. And Very cool. anyway, uh, like I said, I'm just never going to forget no, that. No, definitely. It gives you the, the chill bumps. Definitely thinking about it. I'm sure it's, uh, uh, I appreciate you sharing yeah. that. It was a very good story. 
<laughs> it was. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a good one. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. Uh, and, and for you, uh, you started out, you said 12 years ago, 2005. There wasn't mm-hmm. probably too much, uh, I'd imagine not too much competition. That was obviously pretty early on in the spray tan yeah. game. So wh- what did you, do you remember how you acquired your first uh, paying customer for your business? Uh, yeah, actually, I had a full-time job in um, the legal field at that time, and I just kind of started playing around with spray tanning, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, after hours and uh, tanned, fr- you know, friends and family at my house and didn't really charge anybody. And then a friend of a friend heard what I was doing, and this is like when spray tanning was brand new. No one knew what it was. And um, she came by, and it, it was really the best 40 bucks I've ever made. I felt like I was on top of the world and I really, I should have framed it. You yeah. Know? yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like the restaurants you go in and they have the dollar hanging on the wall for the first exactly, time. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. First spray tan, you know. Right, right, yeah. No, that's cool. It's always good to hear. Uh, and a lot of people obviously are in a situation like you where they have a full time job or something. It's kind of a side hustle to start off with. So that's pretty yes. cool. Yes. Hustle being the key word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that one's often overlooked. And part of the reason why I kind of started the, the podcast thing and just wanted people to share their story and talk, you know, for you, 12 years, there's been people that have been on here that have been doing it for 10, um, you know, and, and the ups and downs they go through, the, the amount of effort they put in to get there. And then, you know, sometimes I feel like it gets distracted and people are looking for like a product or something that's going to just set their business off and like they're going to just skyrocket. I'm like, that's not where you find it. It's here in yeah. the trenches when nobody's looking, when you're at home, like figuring out how you can streamline something or, or do something, you know, plan stuff out, whatever it is, there's tons of things you can do, but it's just, um, it is, it is a hustle and a lot of hard work. Yes. A lot of hard work. I mean, I, I think that's where a lot of people, uh, can sometimes drop off too. you know, they'll, maybe think that they don't have what it takes to, you know, keep it up or they think, you know, um, maybe it'll get harder as you go. But, you know, I, I think once you have, you know, your policies and procedures set and you have, you know, you know, you kind of, you know, get into your own routine as far as like, you know, taxes and all that, you know, bookkeeping and all that fun stuff, you know, it does get easier and it, it becomes second nature and you can kind of just focus on the creative side of it, you know, definitely, definitely very cool. For for you, as as the business grew for you, obviously when you started out, it was just you focused on yourself. Then you opened one location, two locations. How did that change for you? As you know, as as far as what you did on a daily or, or weekly basis within the business, were you just overseeing people at that point, or were you still doing your private clients, or how did that work? You know, I kind of juggled all of it. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, I brought in, you know, some other artists to work with me, but, um, I mean, really it's all about, you know, evolving with the constant change, getting rid of what isn't working, expanding on what is working. And, uh, as far as like the business side of things, you know, like my salon, I made, um, like these monthly recap reports Mm -hmm. and every Monday my salon was closed and, I, I was one of those, like, I'd work um, Tuesday through Saturday, you know, and then I'd also come in on Monday just to kind of, you know, have that quiet time to focus on the actual business side of things and kind of get ready for the week. Sure. So um, I took these little monthly recap reports, and uh, I put in, like, the numbers from previous years, goals for the year ahead, growth rates, cost problems that came up, and their solutions. 
and uh, like things that I learned throughout the month that could kind of affect future business, both good and, you know, bad, because a lot of clients will give you ideas and, you know, those will trigger ideas. And long story short, you know, you try them, they might work, they might not, but you definitely want to keep like some kind of a record of them so you can go back and, yeah. and that's good too. So you can kind of see how far you've come, right. you know, but, but, um, yeah, one, one awesome thing uh, that's helped a lot, I think is, um, you know, the internet has erased borders. So my customers are worldwide and uh, busy seasons are different in other parts of the world. So in my salon, you know, I would use what little slow season we have in Southern California mm-hmm. to study marketing, to network, to find ways to minimize waste and expenses, you know, and like losing product and overspray, you know, trying to figure out how to make that problem go away. Yeah. And uh, one big thing I do is um, a lot of promo tans for anyone who could help me reach my, you know, biggest goals of that year. You know what I mean? Not yeah. not really financial business goals, but, you know, I want this client, you know, on my roster. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. how can I get that client? And, you know, you just kind of keep working towards that. So, yeah, um, yeah I do tans all day and, you know, do my private clients, uh, see them at night. And I had a little more flexibility back then before I had my son, but, um, you know, oversaw the other artists and then did all the business side of things, too. So I was just insane yeah like, yeah i can <laughs> that's imagine why I can't, yeah that, that, that's why i knew it wouldn't work to do both that and have my son you know be able to actually raise him yeah, so <laughs> definitely yeah that, that's when you figure out what what matters most and focus on that yeah, yeah definitely yeah check yourself before you wreck yourself yeah, kind of thing. Absolutely. absolutely yeah yeah that'll that'll be a quick quick crash there yeah <laughs> right well if you like through that growth and as everything changed, if you had to like pinpoint one thing that you did, either you personally or you as a, as a business entity, if however many people were working under you, like what one thing did you all do well that grew the business? I mean, it could be a marketing thing or networking thing, whatever it was. Like, what do you could you pinpoint one thing that was the that moved the needle the most, so to speak? Um. I've, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've, I've always just worked really hard and I never give up no matter like what obstacles are thrown in my way, like almost to a fault, you know, it's almost obsessive and I really believe in spray tanning. I really believe in what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I mean, honestly, I've, I've been told I'd ruin my life if I left the corporate world to do (laughs) spray tanning. And it was just like, I knew that was wrong. I, you know, I, I, one day I was talking, um, you know, back when I was in the legal world, um, I was talking about how much I'd like to have kids and how much I wanted to be a mom and a good mom. And my employer at the time, you know, told me that if I were to ever take time away when I returned, I'd have to start from the bottom again. Like the software would be different protocol and, mm. you know, even the law would have all changed. And that was just like a total eye opener for me. And yeah. You know, it was kind of like, I need to figure out a different thing to do with my life because this won't let me, you know, pursue my real dreams and, you know, actually be there for my family. So um, I was already, you know, doing spray tanning, like I said, you know, like after work and um, seriously kind of just stopped and thought, you know, what would my future be like if I actually did this full time, if I actually became my own boss? And you know, back then, you know, this is 2005, you know, like it was so new and no one had really heard of it yet. And, you know, what they had heard with it was that, you know, spray tans were cheap 
You know what I mean? Like it didn't have a positive, you know, reputation at all. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And, and that the spray tanners were even worse. So it was just kind of like, you know, okay, that we've got to change that. And, you know, I saw the potential. I knew like once it caught on, it would be like a super competitive market. So, um, I knew it needed to become something that talent, skill and experience could contribute to, Mm -hmm. to increase the value of the work while giving it a competitive, you know, edge in a competitive market. So that was the only way I could see it really becoming a long-term profession for me because I was raised, um, I was raised with the mindset that you have to be able to make your own money. Anything can happen and you don't want to someday, you know, be thrown into a position where you're unable to take care of your family. Right. So, um, I'm so sorry. I was rambling. Long story Uh short, that's how I started working on contouring. And I believe contouring is how I get a lot of my more reliable work. And I think hard work and contouring are the two things that, um, you know, they grew the business. That, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think I'd be where I am without them. That's yeah. for sure. Well, it's, yeah, it's cool to hear that you, I mean, when you think of the contouring and when you think of anything outside of just regular spray tents, whether it's bodybuilding, contouring, something, you know, just unique, it's like, there's not really, uh, I mean, I've heard your name a lot for contouring and there's a few people you hear about bodybuilding. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's kind of interesting because everybody else is just kind of a, a spray tanner or spray tan artist and not focusing in on that one thing and, and obviously not everyone's going to do all the stuff that you've done but even for their local market Aww. to say hey you know we're this is who we are this is what we provide you know and, and make a name for yourself even if it's just locally like some people might not have the ambition and drive to do well i have a product and training courses and all that that's fine but to at least set their business apart by saying oh that's the company that does you know x y and z versus what yeah. everybody else does so that's important to kind of pick something out like that at least and go with it yeah, and I, I think it kind of raises the um, just, you know, the image of spray tanning, too. It makes it a little more artisty and, yeah. you know, just a little, you know, a little more like just fun and chic and, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there's more like talent, yeah. you know, to yeah. it and, you know, increases the value of it, I think. I think it's all in the way you look at it and all in the way you present yourself sure. and yeah, you know, and it's and it's just I know from interviewing so many people, it, it always depends. It depends on one what you want to do and two your clientele. Like I know a couple of the people that have been on this show that you know they are in busy areas or cities like New York or somewhere it's fast pace and and whatnot, and they get people in and out in ten or fifteen minutes. That's fine, you know, and that's fine. It's they've gotten their business to where it is, and that's what their customers want, and that's what they want to provide, and they want to have yeah. you know, multiple locations. But then there's other people like yourself and people we've. Other people I've spoken to that, hey, I just want to provide luxury tanning, whether it's contouring or just a, a 30 to 45 minute experience with wine and who knows, you know, there's just, <laughs> it depends on what you want to do. Yeah. And it depends on your, who your, who your demographic and who your, you know, your audience is, who your clients are. So, yeah, I, I agree. But I also think that, you know, um, anyone, you know, if they lack the ambition, that's one thing. But um, anyone could really achieve anything that they want to, you know, with with enough hard work. I mean, if I could do it, I'm just saying anyone can, you know, like I set one big goal for myself at the beginning and I have no idea how it actually (laughs) happened. Like, I think, you know, my lucky star is all the time for it. But, um, you know, just with enough hard work and like I said, an obsessive personality, (laughs) (laughs) like I just... 
you know, I made it happen. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> well, you had that, you had the North star, you had that one thing that you always focused on. So every, everything you did, I'm sure. And all the goals and, and everything you, you probably question, like, is this going to get me closer to what I want to achieve? And if it's not, obviously don't spend time on it, but if it is, then yeah, do it. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then again, you know, you never know if, you know, the thing that you don't think will get you closer to what you want to achieve, you know, like secretly will, you know, like it, it's just, it's so hard. Yeah. It depends on how much time you have, I guess. Yeah, it is. It is hard and it's all, but it all, you know, it comes back to what you were saying. It's, it's the hard work and the hustle that gets you there. You know, if one, if one Avenue doesn't work, try the other one, If you know, keep going. Yep, yep. You never fail if you don't quit. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah, so thanks uh, thanks for sharing that uh, information. So for you, obviously, you don't use HVLP. You use an airbrush uh, airbrush machine, and I'm assuming you probably use your own products, but is it, what kind of equipment and solution do you do you use? Um, for the compressor, I use, um, I never know if I'm saying this right. It looks like posh, but it's actually like poche or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the DA 400 R compressor and, um, for the airbrush, I have tried almost all of them and I always fall back on, you know, my old tried and true, um, Iwata revolution dual action airbrush. It's like uh-huh. a bottle feed bottom feeder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'd use that for the base tan and the contouring. So oh, cool. I only use one gun and I, you know, this compressor is just the best oh, awesome. for yeah. me at least. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard a lot about that one. So very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And you use your own solution then? Is that it? Yeah. I use okay. my own solution except, uh, mine's like a very, it's nine and a half percent DHA. So mm-hmm. it's, um, like a very, natural looking tan it's not like a you know dramatic um obvious you know tan like for competition that sort of thing so when i you know work with competitors or fitness models or anything like that i'll i'll actually mix in some jantana Mm -hmm. which um Mm -hmm. i think jantana does almost only uh, competition tanning colors yeah. yeah so like i'll just mix in some of that and that actually gives that initial blast of color and keeps the color, you know, natural looking for the next week with mm-hmm. this other solution that I'm using, the Kona. So yeah, cool. Yeah, Jantan. I knew that. that I think when I started at Sholi back in 2011, I think it was that was the only like the only one I remember. Jantan. I just thought it was such a uh, interesting name. So. Yeah, <laughs> I always yeah, remember totally. that one. <laughs> and she's real. Jantan yeah. is real. <laughs> I, know. I know. That's what I've heard. <laughs> that's what I've heard. So, yeah, definitely. Well, that, that's cool. I figured you use your own product, so obviously support that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I like them. So. Sure, yeah. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So when you started out back then, 2005, or you might have even started messing with the tanning before that, but did you, there probably yeah. wasn't any, but did you go through any training or certification course for yourself? No, not for tanning. I, I wish they had had them, but yeah, back then it was still just like, what's spray tanning? But um, I did train for body makeup. I also do body makeup. Mm-hmm. I trained with um, the previous Victoria's Secret uh, lead body makeup artist. We did a trade. Um, we actually ended up trading spray tan and contouring training uh-huh. for her, uh-huh. for body makeup training for me. Okay. And then we had the opportunity to work together on a on a show uh, doing both. So that was kind of cool. Sure. I saw but, something on your about page. Is that what, the, what you're talking about for the Victoria? Secret show? 
Yeah, oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Well, I worked, I worked on a few of them, but um, this one uh, I actually got to work with her on. So that oh, was wow. kind of – she did it for like six years. So she oh, was, cool. you know – yeah, she owned that position. I got to tell you. Oh, very cool. Well, that's yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of. Um, obviously, you offer some training classes and things like that. There's tons of op- options for people nowadays. Um, I just tell people make sure you research and figure out which one fits you best. There's tons of different uh, flavors out there, so to speak. So <laughs> find out somebody, read some reviews, figure out what's good, and then go with uh, go with what your heart feels best. So. That's cool. That, Absolutely. That's good that there's so many opportunities out there now or options for training. And some people will go through multiple ones just to see the difference. And the more education, the better, I think. So definitely. Definitely. And, and just like, you know, if you were a makeup artist training, you know, at a makeup academy, you know, you learn the principles of it and you learn the foundation, but then you create your own style. You take that and you run with it and do your own thing. And that's what's going to make you stand out. You know, you you have your own like spray tanning signature, you yeah, know, and yeah. And that's why you're going to uh, attract different kinds of clients right. and they'll prefer you over someone else. Right. Yeah. I've seen a ton of people spray and everybody is different in some way, whether, you know, people spray horizontal, vertical, all that stuff. It's just everybody adapts their own way. It doesn't matter what training class you go through. You're not going to spray. You're going to say, oh, it's more comfortable to do it this way or I forget to go to that side or this side. So everybody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody. Do you mean that the artist is spraying horizontal or vertical or the gun? The gun. Sorry. Okay. I yeah. was like, I was trying to. <laughs> imagine that like what would that be like like huh they lay down i I haven't heard of that (laughs) they lay down horizontally yeah okay now you lay down (laughs) weird no the the hvlp guns you can flip them in between horizontal and vertical so it just you know for most people spray vertically yeah vertically and then they do horizontal maybe like uh depending on a body part like on the knees or something like that so Okay, yeah. okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> it would be funny if somebody laid down and sprayed that. That'd be pretty good. It'd be different. It'd, they'd stand out, yeah, i got to tell you. Yeah, they would, for sure. For sure. Well, Katie, I, I just want to, uh, before I uh, you know, kind of ask the last thing, I just want to thank you on behalf of me and the Happy Tans community for taking Brady, time out of your day to, to spend with us and share your story and everything. Oh my God! No, thank you, yeah, thank, thank you. you. It's nice to um, you know have some adult talk for once and not talk you know like yay you ate your peas you know. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Well, it's it's good to for you to to obviously share the story and get out there some more. And I know you like to help teach and and train people, so for sure we'll make sure to to link to any of the websites you want if people want to learn more about you or contouring. I think you have the digital products and in-person training and all that fun stuff. And I think you're going to the summit coming up in um, January. So they can definitely, if they're going, they can definitely find you there. Uh, Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. absolutely. (laughs) But the the last thing I like to wrap up with is uh, asking if you could write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out, uh, what would you say? Um, To Stay focused on why I'm doing this, you know, um, like goals can kind of run away with themselves and, you know, kind of snowball and take your focus away from why you actually started. And, you know, just kind of looking back on why you started, you know, kind of shows you how far you've come and, you know, helps you appreciate it. And, you know, in, in every time I reach my goals personally in business, you know, I, I set new ones immediately and I never just sit back and take the time to thank the universe for how incredibly lucky I am. And, you know, like I said, how I'm 
every day I'm making memories with my son that I'm going to want to relive. And that's because I'm my own boss and I call the shots as far as my schedule. And that's just something you can only do, you know, in this industry or, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. So stay focused on why you got into it and, you know, keep reminding yourself that. And, and, oh, and also, um, yeah, something I wish I'd known from the beginning. I wish I had told myself to study my idols and not my peers, like to find someone in any industry who's where I'd like my business to be and figure out how they did it and model my business after theirs. You know what I mean? Like not so much look at my competition or look at my peers or, you know, anyone else, but look at, you know, the next step up and, you know, someone that um, is much higher than me and that, you know, like, okay, so this is how they did this. Like, I need to try that, you know, and, you know, just kind of use them as like a business model, really. Yeah, absolutely. That's a couple of good points there. Obviously, uh, starting with why, uh, why you do anything will make sure that you never kind of get out of that or never lead you astray, right? If you always have that one focus on why why you're doing that, it definitely keeps you on target. And secondly, you know, looking up for a mentor or something like that, and, and they talk about that and all these podcasts I listen to, it's, you know, who, you know, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you're hanging out with people that are on the same level as you, how are you ever going to get past that? And it's not like they bring you down necessarily, but you just kind of, um, you just kind of like go in and follow what everybody else is doing, right? And everybody's playing on that same level. So if you want to get to the next level, like you said, you got to look up to somebody or find somebody that you can kind of reach out to and maybe find a mentor or something. Yes, exactly, exactly. Someone that you can learn from yes. and, yeah, not just kind of, yeah, sit there and idle almost, you know. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. you got to mesh with everyone else and everybody's on that same level, which is perfectly fine. That might be all that people want, and if that's success to you, that's fine. But if you want to go, you know, to the next level, you have goals to and ambition to do that, that's what you need to mm-hmm. do is find the people that are already there and figure out how they got there. So very yeah. cool. That's a good letter to yourself. Oh, thank you. I just wish I had written it. (laughs) (laughs) Send it back in time. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, it's all led you here, and it sounds like it's it's all going good. It was a pleasure to to have you on the podcast. Thanks again, Katie, uh, for sharing your story. And uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, if anybody has any (laughs) questions, I'll I'll link up. Is what's the best way to reach out to you? Otherwise, Uh, Instagram. Um. Yeah, Instagram is good. Um. Uh. I'm just so like slow at returning messages now, but, um, you know, I've got like contact on my website, um, Konatans.com. And I just started a Facebook page for, um, my actual tanning, like Kona has one, but (laughs) I've never opened one for, you know, my tanning and contouring and all that. So, um, that's another good way to reach out to if anybody wants to. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. And that's Kona, K-O-N-A tans.com. But I'll get the information for all that stuff from you and link that up in the show notes anyway. Oh, thank you, yeah, Grant. You're awesome. the best. Uh, thanks, Katie. Thank, th- thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate your time. It was a pleasure to uh, to get to spend some time with you and, and to share your great information with everybody in this industry. Oh, my God. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Katie. Take care. You too. Right, Bye. Bye-bye.